Today we're going to talk a little bit, kind of follow up for what I did last week on uh, Medicare services and so forth that, that, we were, that we were talking about. Magda and one of her co-workers was going to do that. Magda's still going to do it, but her co-worker was called out for an emergency with the patient. So that always takes top billing, of course. So, But Magda's going to do this. She's already told me she doesn't like doing this kind of thing, but I've seen her do it, and she does a great job. So so no pressure, Magda, no pressure, okay? Here we go. And then I will start with, and I've got a few copies of this, caregivers go through more than they will tell you. They give up a lot and rarely have a social life. They can get sick and emotionally worn out. It's a lot for one person, and you will never know until you have walked the road of a caregiver. So I want y'all to y'all go through the week. If you'll think about John McCaslin, well, particularly, but a lot of others who are dealing with being the caregiver for someone who is not well. And it's Debbie is doing this with her mother right now, and and um, it's 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 a tough life when you have to do that sometimes. So, and Miss Mag Magdalena. Here we go. All yours. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Paulette already said, you know, Patricia Calillo, my co-worker, was supposed to be here, but she's not. She might show up, you know, uh, in a few minutes or so. But um, work for a company called First Light Home Care, and uh, we are, you know, home care, not home health. So my job there is to hire uh, good caregivers to send to a clients, and we call them clients, not patients, because we are not medical. So um, we just uh, let me see. Come on, Steve said it was going to be easy. <laughs> it's not. Where? Okay. Uh, what's am I showing? Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, So, Paulette talked to you all about last week about, you know, the difference between uh, home care and home health. So, we're just going to go, you know, kind of really quick, you know, kind of refresh uh, where she talked to you all about it. Um, what is the difference? Uh, you know, you guys talk about, you know, hospital. Okay. okay. Medicare will help pay for a short stay in a skilled nursing facility if you meet all the following conditions. Uh, and one is you have you, know, you have to have a hospital admission with with an inpatient stay or at least three three days, and you are admitted to a Medicare certified nursing facility within 30 days of that inpatient stay hospital, and you need a skill care. So that's the only way that uh, you know you are qualified. And we got this you know resources from you know. Um, uh, you do have, you or your uh, power of uh, attorney have a choice of uh, what home care or skilled nursing facility you can go to. So don't let anyone tell you you don't have a choice. You do have a choice. Um, and Medicare does not pay for non-skill assistance with activities of daily living, which makes up to a majority of long-term care services. For the first 20 days, Medicare pays 100% of the cost. For days 21 through 100, Medicare covers about 80%. You pay a daily copay, which uh, was, was $164.50 as of November 2017. And that is depends on what facility you go to, of course, you know. 
and Medicare pays any balance dependence on the cost of facility uh, chosen. Medicare does not pay uh, costs for days you stay in a skilled nursing facility after 100 days. So if you stay there more than 100 days, you know you pay 100%. Uh, upon discharge, doctors can order home health care, which can include nursing or uh, physical therapy, uh, uh, OT or ST, or even balance therapy and nurses, nurses aid. Uh, it used to be that when you were discharged, you were visited by a home health nurse. And that nurse, the nurse will uh, do the medication, including any IV fittings, uh, wound care, uh, catheter care, oxygen use, monitoring, bathing, dressing, grooming, uh, addressing incontinence issues, uh, light housekeeping, oral care, cooking. That's what they used to do, the nurses. Uh, come on. Okay. Come on. <laughs> okay, I see what it's doing. <laughs> the one who prepared this. So, the home health professionals now only uh, provide specific tasks like medication, uh, administration, and wound care. Respiratory care is skilled and includes push, push. Postural. Thank you. Drainage. <laughs> uh, so, you know, now we can see that the nurses don't provide as much as they used to. Uh, they're just very specific to the nursing. They don't provide um, all the um, uh, lights, uh, um, housekeeping. And uh, with, with doctor's order can also cover medical supplies and durable medical equipment, such as wheelchairs, hospital beds, oxygen walkers, for uh, durable medical equipment. Medicare pays 80% of approved amount, and you pay 20%. So yeah, so if you're discharged and you need a wheelchair, you know, the doctor can write an order, and uh, you can get, you know, one of those, you know, hospital bed or wheelchair or anything else that you need for the house. Um, there is no limit on how long you can receive any of these services as long as they remain medical necessary and a doctor orders them every 60 days. So every 60 days, you know, they have to do an assessment and, you know, if you still uh, are approved, you know, they can, uh, the doctor can write another order. You guys went through all of that, right? Okay, so that's where I'm going real quick. Um, <clears throat> nowadays, uh, things have changed or should we say insurance have changed? <laughs> Doctors orders uh, specific home <coughs> medical needs uh, at this charge. Insurance companies decide how long each task should take. Home health professionals like nurses and uh, PTs and OTs uh, is given a specific task to do in home visit and frequency of needs. So, you know, the nurse, you know, might be, uh, the order is that she can go twice a week. Uh, or the physical therapy, you know, can go once a week or twice a week. So it's very specific. Um, and, you know, this task, and they say, you know, might only provide like an hour. Like the physical therapy might be there only for an hour, you know, a week. Uh, or the nurse will be there an hour a week or two hours. Depends on what the order says. Uh, insurance is only billed for time spent providing the specific tasks. So if the nurse is there for one hour, that's what we build the insurance for. 
So what happened with the other 162 hours per week? Uh, the home care assistant provide companion. Um, so this is the difference, you know, between uh, home care and home health. And this would be either private pay or our long-term care insurance that would pay for this, right? That is right. That is uh, uh, what we do, you know, is the home care assistant and uh, it's, you're right, it's not paid by Medicare. This one is paid by um, private, private pay or long-term care. There are some companies that do take uh, the Choices program, which is, uh, you know, Medicaid, and uh, so they will pay for that. Uh, what we do is uh, regular visits, conversation, uh, and keep company. We do medication reminders. Uh, we, like I said, are not medical, so we cannot uh, give the, medic the medicines, but we can say, uh, Mrs. Smith, it's, I think it's time for your medicines, you know, and just put it there, you know, so they can uh, take them. We do uh, prepare meals for them, and we serve the meals. We do light housekeeping. Uh, we do the linens. We do laundry. We do shopping, we do errands, and we do transportation. Like if uh, uh, one of the clients needs a uh, doctor's appointment, you know, we go with the client to the doctor's appointments. Uh, we either drive them in our cars or we drive the client's uh, car. Uh, we do some errands. Um, we also have um, live-in service. The live-in services where we have a, a caregiver who basically, you know, lives with a client, um, but uh, the client is able to sleep through the night. So we have, the way that we do it is a little bit different than other companies. We never put one caregiver, you know, seven days a week at someone's home. We have a caregiver that will be there for three days and another one who will be there for four days. And um, so we just, you know, keep, you know, company and do everything that uh, needs to be done. And the caregiver goes to sleep when the client goes to sleep. And if the client needs something, you know, through the night, maybe once or twice, then, you know, the caregiver is there to help. Um, so, you know, so we do that 24-hour care. And we do monitor the, you know, blood pressure and stuff like that. And we do do, uh, a lot of our clients have, you know, pets. So we make sure that we get a caregiver that, uh, you know, loves pets. Um, so the home care assistants provide personal care services, including bathing and hygiene care. Uh, when, you know, as the client declines and need more assistance with bathing and hygiene, you know, the caregiver is there to assist with that. Um, we encourage as much as, you know, the client can do for himself or herself that, you know, um, they do it, and, but we're just there to assist. Um, we assist with walking and uh, mobility, make sure that we ride by the client's side, so um, prevent a fall. Um, you know, we cannot always say that it's not going to be a fall, but, you know, we're there to uh, prevent. And, uh, we do uh, transfers and uh, repositioning. Some of our clients, um, you know, they're in bed, they're bedridden. So we need to be turning them, you know, every two hours um, and just make sure that they, you know, don't get anyone, you know, um, 
any wounds on their uh, bodies. Um, we help them with continence and toilet, toileting care. Some of our clients need total care, and so we, you know, uh, physically put them in the shower on the tub, and some of them would just assist, you know, just being outside and just being ready for whatever they need. Um, we do meal preps, and we take into consideration any uh, special diets. Um, and, you know, if the client needs assistance with eating, you know, we also, you know, do that for them. Oral hygiene, you know, we help them with, you know, brushing of the teeth, you know, and kind of, uh, and again, if the client is able to do it, you know, for himself or herself, we highly encourage that. But if not, we're there to help. Uh, we, you know, any, we have a client that is uh, completely blind, and so we have, you know, a caregiver that is there um, with this client yeah, constantly to help with all the needs that, that they have. Who pays for what? Home health uh, services. Uh, it's, you know, you can bill your uh, private insurance, you can bill Medicare, you can bill Medicaid, or long-term care, private pay, or you know, with doctor's order. But on the other hand, home care services is a private pay, long-term care insurance, 10 care, Medicaid choices program, the VA. Um, and doctor's order may be needed for like the choices program or the VA, but for the other ones. Uh, Magda, yes. Uh, so what's the difference in long-term care insurance and just something like Humana, or, as you say that this home care service, I don't see anything about regular insurance. So, regular insurance doesn't pay for it. Right. So regular private duty, it would have to be. But some so people you, have so long-term care. Long yes. mm -hmm. long-term care insurance that will pay a daily amount for either for you to be at home with care or to be in a, a um uh, you might be in a nursing home or a public rehab would probably be being paid by Medicare, but if you were in a nursing home, your long-term care insurance would have paid for Is that. Is that something you recommend? <clears throat> it, as you get older, it gets a lot more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have some, um, I, I would think if you were younger, it would be, I'm not talking to you, but at, at a younger age, you might want to do that. But if you have uh, income that you could use to pay for that, it's expensive, but it would, you know, a nursing home might cost, uh, Fred, what, five to $8,000 a month? No, eight to 10. Eight to yeah. 10, because it's been a while since I did it. So uh, eight to $10,000 a month. So it's very expensive. And long-term care insurance would pay would not cost that much a year, uh, but it's kind of it's kind of like you know having car insurance. You you have it. You in case you never have to use it, but you you still pay for it. Debbie. Yeah, I have it, and like the younger you are when you lock it in, uh -huh. the least ex more you know yep. less expensive it is, and then it stays locked in. You know, yep. well, mm -hmm. they might periodically raise just a little. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but if you're, you know, there's kind of a, and I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what the sweet spot is, but you're right. 
the younger you buy it, the cheaper the premium is. Mm -hmm. However, the many more years you're paying that premium. Yeah. So a lot of experts talk about the sweet spot to buy long-term care insurance might be your late 40s to early 50s to you know late to, to early early 60s. Yeah. If you if you wait and buy it too late, the premium is very high. So it, it's a, it, it's a, it's just a it's a judgment judgment call. But, uh, I, man, I have long-term health insurance that I bought when I was seven years old. My husband was dying, you know, had been sick for so long and all. And I just thought, whatever it is, you know, it's money in the bank. And uh, it will pay. It, it pays well. I, it, I'll just, I'll tell you what my premium is, $256 a month. And it pays <clears throat> if I'm in a nursing home or facility something but it also has an amount that it will pay and the last time I checked on it it was $90 a day if they came to your home and help uh, you know for home care I personally it's it's peace of mind for me and uh, you know it may not make good financial sense I don't know about that, but I can pay it, and I have it, and I'm thankful I do, because whatever it pays will be that much that my daughters don't have to pay. Yeah, amen. That's exactly. My my uh, my my parent had it, and they bought it. I think when they were age 71, and it turned out to be a blessing, uh, particularly for my for my father. Uh, sorry. When they were I think they were 71. That they were. My mother would have been. 69 my dad was 71 this was years ago and uh but it was um, it, it turned out to be a real lesson mm -hmm. well see, they, you have to take a physical not with at least i'm just i have it with john hancock and, uh yours was with john hancock. and uh they came to my house to do a physical a nurse did and she had a harder time getting up the walk and in the house <laughs> than I did. I mean, I was just looking at her. Well, did you ask? Yes, I helped her out to her car. But she did blood pressure and. Uh, you know, the things when you go into the doctor, you know, just the routine things they did. And she didn't recommend that I go to a doctor or anything. And so uh, she said diabetes is the one thing that will prevent you from being able to get home, home long-term health care. They will, uh, uh, they, even if you've had cancer, that does not necessarily disqualify you. It depends, of course, on... I'm sure of what kind and the severity of it. But um, I certainly didn't have any trouble getting it. Sister, so sure, it's got a limit. Mine has a limit. But no, I don't have any limit. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes. Can somebody quickly expound a little bit on the VA benefits for home health services? Because I what I, I, that was so so. VA benefits will pay for just 
like your company, yes. y'all can build? Mm -hmm. Yes, the but you, yes. Uh -huh. There's income and our asset qualification. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, they, you know, we have to set you up or, you know, whoever is interested with someone who specifically does VA, uh, you know, they have to be approved for it. But it is income-based. Like yeah, you don't have to be destitute, but it's, it, but it is, okay. yeah, it's it, there is a definite uh, qualification. And Mike is right. There's some really good companies that can help you mm -hmm. figure that out. I know some, you know, co-workers who that's all they do, and, you know, right now, our previous co-workers, that that's all they do, help the, uh, veterans uh, achieve those benefits that they have the right to. So... I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, 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 this is good. This is what the class is for. That's exactly what this is for. Uh, you know, the other nice thing about having that long-term care insurance is because it either pays for, you know, some of the uh, nursing or, you know, if you want to stay home, which, you know, a lot of our clients want to stay home. They don't want to go to a facility. You know, it, it pays for it. Um, you know, just to give you a, you know, kind of rate or how much it might cost, you know, it's between uh, 25 50 an hour to, you know, 33 It depends on, you know, the, the needs, what really needs to be done, you know, how, um, you know, if it's just companion, it's, you know, cheaper. If it needs, you know, total care, it, of course, it's going to be more expensive. But um, it's cheaper than going to a nursing home. <laughs> it's cheaper than going to a nursing home. You know, having someone you know there with you at all times. Well, you know, my daughter's told me, Mom, if you want to waste that much money every month, go ahead. But you know, you're never going to go to a nursing home. I said, you know, I know that that's your intention, and I'm so thankful you love me enough to say that. But we don't know what life brings. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, you know, anybody's circumstances can change. So for me, it's just a lot of peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I say, you know, you can stay, you know, at home and still take advantage of. Well, and even with that uh, monthly, you know, premium, you can pay a lot of months and a lot of years for, you know, right. what two months in a nursing home might mm -hmm. cost, you know, so um, it's probably money well spent. I think so. Right. Yes. Uh, this is changing the subject a little bit. Is it hard finding people like to be these companions? Because that's really hard work. It is a hard work, and that's what I do. You know, that's my job. You know, finding uh, the caregivers that uh, well qualified that you can trust. We do extensive background checks. You know, on our caregivers. Uh, you know, we go years. You know, um, ten years. You know. Uh, history for our caregivers, you know, so it is hard, um, and, you know, we, we're one of the companies that pay our caregivers better, uh, and it's because I want to find good quality of caregivers, um, you know, that have the heart for, not just that they're for the money. So, yeah, it is, and it's getting harder and harder to find uh, caregivers. Uh, the demand is, you know, just right there as the population gets older and need more care. Is there an age range that seems more interested? So, um, tell what I do <laughs> when I'm interviewed. Uh, they have, you know, I kind of look, it all depends because I don't want to discriminate anyone, but, you know, I 
spend about an hour and a half at least, you know, well, first, you know, on the phone, and then I bring them to the office, and I sit down with them for about an hour and a half, and I just kind of, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your family. What do you do for fun? And just, you know, just kind of get to know them and let them talk, so then you start really seeing um, what I want to see is the heart, you know. I don't want to know exactly, you know, uh, what you've done, you know, for how many years, but I want to I wanna see your heart, and that's where, you know. But it's, you know, um, I'll tell you, I have several older ladies that are caregivers, and they are wonderful. They are really wonderful. They have the heart for it. They're like, you know, uh, 65, 60, you know, in the late 60s. <laughs> on the late 60s, you know. <laughs> that, you know, but you know, for that job, you know, but for the job, you know, for the job. Um, 45, 50s, that's, you know, that's the age. And, uh, and because it is, um, it's a profession that really, unfortunately, doesn't pay, you know, uh, much. We have a lot of caregivers that have to have at least two jobs. So they work for two different companies, so you just have to be ready to offer them a, a chef that, you know, is what they're looking for. What yeah. is the starting pay? I'm just curious. Um, for, you know, for me, it uh, depends on the um, uh, experience and really depends on your heart. But the lowest that I'm paying right now is 12 so it goes from 12 to $15 an hour. Dad's experience, and he's and he's not with you guys. He has he has somebody full time during the week with my mother. She's still at home, but um, he's got some, you know, just on the weekends for four or five hours, so he can go to church and that kind of thing. And he is not with you guys. And we, anyway, he's not with you guys, which I really. But um, his experience has been the turnover has absolutely been, and you know, it's been where um, um, it's definitely not the same person every time. But a lot of, sometimes it's not even, you know, they get a call and they don't have anybody to come. And I just, like, do you find with you guys that, that your people stay? So which it goes back to what your exactly. value Exactly. We have caregivers that have been with us for six years. Mm -hmm. We have uh, caregivers that have been with us for a long time. But it has to do with, you know, um, it's just like every, uh, for their birthdays, I always send them a birthday card and I send them a sunny gift card. And on that day, I'm calling them to say happy birthday. You know, if I get good reports from the client, I'm sending them, a, you know, thank you so much for the wonderful job that you're doing. And here is, you know, a $25 gift card. You're just doing something to recognize them. And, uh, you know, now and then we get, um, you know, some that um, maybe, you know, call out last minute, but they don't stay with us. It's just like there's the first no call, no show, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and we never leave a client with no one there. Uh, my coworker, you know, Patricia had, you know, had gone and stayed with a client and take care of it. My boss, you know, the owner, he had gone and stayed with a client and took them to a doctor's appointment and made beds. Uh, I have, you know, sometimes, you know, had to go, but it's really not, not often. I really think it has to do with the quality of caregivers that you hire. I don't hire just anyone that comes through the door. They tell me that I'm too hard. <laughs> the office says, you're tough. He said, if we, you know, if we pass through Magda, so, 
but it's it, it is it is and you know I do background checks and if something's just I don't like it which is they're not qualified yeah but they, I hear a lot of companies that have a lot of turn and we you know we don't take clients for less than five hours a day or 15 hours a week because that's how we're going to keep our caregivers. No one wants to go just for, you know, an hour or two. They want to, you know, be able to, I mean, they're doing this because they need to work. So that also has to do with it. Let me see. Yes. regulatory service to whom you guys have to be certified or is it all just, just like a regular business? That for us every like year. Home care services, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like we get, you know, um, they come and audit us, you know, every year and just make sure that we're doing what we're following the regulations. Yeah. Yeah. And all of our caregivers, they don't have to have a CNA, like certified nursing assistant. But of course, if they are, you know, they're being trained, so I, you know, I pay more for that as well. So, yeah. Any more questions? Uh, what does home health offer? We, we went okay, we went through that. I mean, All right. No, I mean, no, it just do it. Um, and you went through who's okay, good. And we, you went through, you know, yeah. the options independent living, assisted living, nursing homes. Okay. Any questions about that? Anyone? No? Okay. Okay, and you know, we also give our resources and you know where we get all this information. <laughs> all right, so how and so we have do you have any questions about that? There is another slide that I wanted to show you all about fall risk. Paulette, I might need you here. <coughs> Let me see. How do I get to that? To that other slide. Uh, where's my husband? I think I may have told you all this, but uh, when we talk about long-term care insurance, I was talking to my cousin, sold insurance, and I was talking to him about it about 20 years ago. <clears throat> and I, um, later, my younger nephew asked me if I had uh, what I was talking to him about. And I told him, and he said, hey, Paulie, don't do that. I will take care of you. And I said, well, honey, I appreciate that, but sometime you may marry someone who didn't want to take care of old Aunt Polly, you know. He said, then I won't marry her. I mean, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so later, about several years later, I was going through okay, stuff with him because he this. was the executor of my estate and everything, and I said something about long-term care insurance. He said, Aunt Polly, I told you not to buy that. I promise you I will always take care of you. I said, honey, I love your heart. I love that you want to do that, and I appreciate that. But one, it's not your responsibility to take care of me. And secondly, what, hap what happens if something happens to you and I have to depend on your brother or your sister? He said, keep paying that premium, man. <laughs> 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 
Although I think his brother or sister would also do pretty well. Okay. Also, I worked for a home health management company, and one of the hospitals that we worked with had a private duty uh, group that they we provided private duty. We provided it to uh, only two people. One of them was 101, and one of them was 107, and we provided 24-hour care for both of them in two, two different homes. Okay. So they wanted me to do the budget, and I did the budget for the next year, and I, I cut it in half of what we had done that year. And I got called into the CEO or the CFO's office to say, why would you, I mean, do you realize how much you're cutting your budget? You can't do that. And I said, well, let me explain to you. One patient's 107 and one's 101. I'm assuming one of them may not make it through the year. So I, I based on that, I, I decided that, you know, I would cut the budget. He said, well, you're going to have to find another patient. I said, I don't know anybody who wants, I don't know anybody here. I don't know who's going to pay that. But somehow I doubt if I they're going to, to pay get to what the we're charging. So, I need to the other person. So they let me get away with it, but I always thought it was the other right they presentation. Okay, can I get out of this one? Yes, uh -huh. the year I couldn't get out of that. Private care services. Did they? Did they? I don't know. I left before. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of but, um. I moved on to another another place. So. I will say this: um, when you do have home health care, people come. Uh, and in my case, where well, my husband's going to mm -hmm. die, yeah, I need to get three, out of three days a week. There are women that can lift. The, the biggest, the reason we had to have them. And that I couldn't, I took care of him at night, but it, in the daytime, when he would go, we couldn't, getting him in and out of the car, I could not do. Mm -hmm. I could not really even help him at all to get out of the chair. So we had to have people, and women can do that yeah. because they are trained They're to trained, do yes. that. Mm -hmm. trained mm -hmm. to, yeah. yes. And they can do that. I did drive a lot, she, and I worried about being able to get in a handicapped spot so she could get him in and out. She said, don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. Park mm -hmm. wherever you need to mm -hmm. because yep. I can get him in and out. Yep. And um, we had, thank goodness, we had, we have a lift uh -huh. that we had gotten second hand. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And so that was very helpful, you know, for getting yeah. in and out of the house. But uh, don't be scared, you know, if women come and not men. Yeah. Because there are more women in this profession. Oh, yes. Far more. Yes, than far there more. are men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we did have a man on the weekend. Yeah, we do have, you know... You know, most of our caregivers are women, like you said. We do have some men, and we have some clients that prefer, you know, men, you know, or women. So we, you know, try to accommodate, you know, on that. Right. Um, but, you know, talking about, you know, being scared about, you know, transferring. Um, women are, you know, they are trained to do all the transfers. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, reducing the risk of falls. How many of you in this room have had a fall? Mm -hmm. long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. One in four Americans aged 65 plus fall each year. That's pretty significant. 
uh, every 11 seconds, an older adult is treated in the emergency room for a fall. Every 19 minutes, an older adult dies from a fall. So yeah, when we hear that, um, you know, an, an elderly fell, we say, oh no, you know, because, you know, it tend to decline from there. Um, Falls are the leading cause of fatal injury and the most common cause of non-fatal trauma related hospital admissions among older adults. Uh, falls result in more than 2.8 million injuries treated in emergency departments annually, including over 800,000 hospitalizations and more than 27,000 deaths. Uh, in 2015, the total cost of fall injuries were $50 billion. Medicare and Medicaid uh, shoulder 75% of this cost. The financial toll for older adults fall is expected to increase as the population ages and may reach $67.7 billion by next year. Mm. You look at 2020 and you think. Oh, I know. Oh, I was, yeah, next year. It, it hit me when I was reading this. Um, um. The National Council on Aging takes action. Uh, what's MCOA stands for? NCOA. National Council Yeah. Duh. the National Falls Prevention and Resource Center which supports awareness and educational efforts about falls and promotes evidence-based false prevention programs and a strategic uh, across the nation. The purpose of the center is to in increase public awareness and educate consumers and professionals about the risk of falls and how to prevent falls. Support and, uh, uh, support and stimulate the implementation <coughs> dissemination and sustainability of evidence-based false prevention program and the strategies to reduce the incidence of fall among older adults and adults with disability. Serve as, uh, as the national clearinghouse of tools, best practices, and other information on falls and false prevention. Um, falls. Uh, falls Free at Initiative is a national effort to address the growing public health Issues of falls, fall-related injuries and death. Um, the initiative includes a coalition of, of over 70 national organizations. Um, national Fall Prevention Awareness Day, you know, I didn't even know that there was one, but there is one, and it's in September, it passed. Um, So, okay. you know, we My have more information. Yes. Tell you a yes. Story about uh, the risk of falling. My son-in-law coaches basketball at Brentwood Academy, and uh, we always stood up at the top, so we can, you know, sit lean against the wall if we don't have our stadium seat. So once after the game was over, this was pretty soon after I moved up here, and I've been here 12 years. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, I was started down to go down, and instead of going to the where the steps were, I was walking on the risers. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was at the other end of the gym, and she yelled, 
so loud at me. Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> and everybody in the whole place looked, of course, turned around. And when I saw her, I said, you know, there might have been one or two people that didn't hear that. You may want to go back and <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, talking about that, you know, it's just the flooring. Make sure that the rocks are secure to the floor. And, uh, you know, eliminate, you might want to eliminate rocks at all. You know, just those are uh, some of the things. Uh, make sure the carpet doesn't have tears or holes. If they do, cover them. Uh, make sure smooth surfaces are clear or debris such as magazines, newspaper, towels, blankets, cords, or wires are not on the way. You know, so many times we're sitting down and we're reading a magazine, we just put it right there on the floor, you know, not thinking about um, a lot of times, um, you know, uh, a lot of times we put things on the stairs. I don't know, I do that a lot. Like I'm going to take something upstairs, so, oh, I put it on the stairs, and, I, you know, I grab it. And sometimes you forget, and, what, you know, if you're walking down, you know, at night, and you don't see it. Yeah. So we are, uh, um, you know, the steps, making sure there are no obstacles. That's what we just said. Um, you know, handrails, make sure that you have. Um, um, yes. I was just been thinking lately, and especially at Carolyn Wilson's funeral, there were a lot of older people that paid tribute to her. And I know we've got those side ramps, but there really needs to be some railings on the middle sections as people go up. I think if someone could tell somebody, I'm, you know, because, you know, Barbara Inkeman, Bob, and they didn't go over on the railings. They went right up there. And I've seen a couple of people stumble. On the middle? You're talking about the yeah, sanctuary on the middle? Those, that's, that's a good idea. Yes. Sides, you know, yeah. Because they all have something so important to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be intimidated to go up there because it's dangerous. It's true. So I yeah. I wish somebody would address that. <laughs> We will we, we'll bring it. But even the sides only have one side, a rails on one side, not on both. You know, and it's just you feel more secure when you can hold both sides. Okay. And uh, we were even talking about maybe, you know, the floor and uh, uh, our appliance, you know, near where you can reach. We were also talking about how having a different flooring, you know, something visual that you can see, oh, you know, I'm stepping into, you know, the kitchen. Yes. One of the funnier ones, and I don't even remember who it was, but she was telling about the fact that she had a dog, and the dog came up and dropped the bone behind her, and she stepped back and fell and broke her wrist. So. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, we are running out of time, y'all. Um, i tell you what, but, Yes. Martha, wait, I get that. Yes. It's like, like I don't know you. Martha, if you will send me the... Okay. I, this week when we send out the email, I'll, we'll, we'll okay, close sure. those with it. Okay, sure. I can. I can. I'd be glad to. Thank you all for being here, and hopefully, you know, thank you for your participation, and we'll, we'll continue with this yes. class. Y'all have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.